Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team Force always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. to Wilfred Watch's podcast, an American podcast about Japanese wrestling. This week, Wilfred is joined by Anthony from Smart to Death podcast. Enjoy. How you doing? I'm doing I'm doing all right. How are you, man? Sweet. I'm very well. Thanks, man. Thanks for hanging out this evening talking about some wrestles. Love the wrestles. Yeah, and like it's a nice day, right? There's no shows of any promotion on Thursday night, so like it's a yeah. really good day. Yeah, it's just some political nonsense on TV, so let's change the narrative and talk wrestling. Uh, that sounds yeah. more fun to me. Yeah, for sure. For um, sure. So, if... Oh, cool! There's my logo. And there is Flower Bluff's own Anthony from Smart That's to right. Death. That's right. How's it going, guys? How about guys? that? Um, thanks for joining. Um... Oh, cool. Got a stream. Look at all this tech goodiness. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm trying to be good at now, so uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, I put my logo together with, like, uh, paint and some duct tape, and uh, and so <laughs> I'm, like, really proud of that still, so, you know. Dude, it looks pretty good. I, I love it. I, I'm trying to find a spot for the sticker. I tried to put it on my Yeti cup, but I've got too many stickers on there already, so I'm trying to make sure it looks good where it Yeah, goes. dude. Yeah. So, this is... Wilford watches. Hey, Jen, in the chat. Thanks for joining. Um, this is Wilford watches podcast. Uh, my name is Wilford. I do a podcast that's usually thirty minutes long. We try to have guests on. We have conversations about pro wrestling that is uh, fun. We talk in adult language. We don't um, break it down to he sucks, she sucks uh, debates. So we try to have real conversations. So. This week we have, and oh, Jaded Noise Media is in the chat. That is uh, Dennis from mm -hmm. Outside Connecticut Podcast, which is a really cool thing he's got going on. So check him out. Um, and nobody watches Impact right now. Just just shut up, Dennis. We're trying to have a live oh, show. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Is it good now? Is it good again? Yeah, it is actually Oh, good okay. I've okay. a lot of Impact. I know. Sweet. I know. Okay. I got to get over the, the last 15 years of... Uh, shenanigans so takes a little while to to shrug that off so anyways we're here on the youtubes apparently that's what kids say um we are recording we are live streaming we're chatting with folks in the chat uh, we are going to talk about new japan pro wrestling today we have a huge event now that's debatable i think it's right. a huge event um this sunday live on new japan pro world the best 999 yen spent anywhere. Um, Fighting Spirit Unleashed at Long Beach Walter Pyramid. Um, some big matches, some title matches, um, some intrigue in some of these matches. We're going to go over some of the matches and we're going to go through who we think is going to win. And I have some off the wall questions for Anthony. So, yeah. Anthony, welcome yourself. Who are hey, you? <laughs> everybody. Uh, yeah. So I'm Anthony from the Smart Death Podcast. If you guys haven't listened to us, we do something a little different on my podcast. Uh, we go for a long time. We go for about an hour. Uh, my co-host Kyle and I speak in adult explicit language, <laughs> insulting each other. And we basically do a uh, ESPN style show running down all the world of wrestling. We concentrate on everything we can watch. So uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, please do. We'd love you to, uh, to come hang out. We go live every week when we record. So. Yeah, very cool um, conversations that they have about um, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, WWE. 
NXT, everything about pro wrestling, very, very good conversations and chats, lots of content. They have a Patreon if you want to get some even more content. And most importantly, Anthony is from Texas, as am I. He is from a town called Waco. And I think they say, keep Waco wacko. Is that right? Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) There's just too much going on, man. There's too much going on in this town. Baylor ruins everything. Baylor ruins everything. Quote that. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to throw some questions your way. Okay. We're just going to be hanging out for like a half hour, just shooting the breeze. Um, Let's ask you about the World Tag League Finals this year. Mm-hmm. Who do you think right now is going to be in the final, you know, two teams and then eventually win the World Tag League? So this is difficult for me, right? Because we found out today the Young Bucks won't be in it. Correct. So you, I would have assumed the tag team heavyweight champion uh, would have uh, actually ended up being in this. But, you know, who knows? We don't know what's going to happen Sunday. Uh, I'm still a newer New Japan show. This will be my uh, fan. This will be my first World Tag Team uh, League watch ever. Really? Okay. It will. It will. So uh, I'm actually going to have to uh, ask you to like, kind of explain to me how this this works. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't have an answer for you on this one. Okay, that's okay. So the World Tag League is very similar to the G1. Um, mm-hmm. The participants are put into blocks. They compete. Mm-hmm. They, gar- they, they gain points by getting wins, pinfalls, submissions. Um, mm-hmm. It's basically the same thing. It's, it's not okay, gotcha. yeah, it's not the same level of exposure, I guess, because um, mm-hmm. G1 is really uh, the centerpiece of the whole, right. you know, that and Wrestle Kingdom. And now, you know, Dominion as well is a top, you know, show. But G1 right. is, is the quality is unparalleled. Um, this is kind of a world – this is a tag version of that, essentially. Okay. Um, so we have tag teams coming over from other parts of the world. We have mm-hmm. younger guys teaming, older guys teaming. So it's just a real big mix of tag teams. Excuse me. So let's see. Last year, I'm looking uh, – Evil and Sonata defeated Tonga and uh, uh, the, the G.O.D. G.O.D., yeah. Right. So Evil and Sonata won last year. Um, but we had some interesting pairings. We had Suzuki with Aizuka. Um, mm-hmm. We had Nakanishi and Yuji Nagata, so dad team. Yeah. Um, Yoshi. So it's – and we even had Sammy Callahan come over and, and tag with Juice. Mm. So it's, it's a really interesting time. I think that um, – I think this is why I'm really excited for Sunday's show to start mm-hmm. laying the breadcrumbs down for potential teams after this devastating chaos, uh, you know, storyline. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, just going off a whim then. So this will be an uneducated guess, as educated as it can be. Uh, I don't see why G.O.D. wouldn't end up in the finals again with this the firing squad push and all. You know, they love the Bullet Club and, and these promotions. They got to push them a little bit. Uh, and mm. let's go. I doubt they'd repeat Evil and Sonata. It's I interesting you it. say that. Yeah, I mean, it does look like whenever Jericho gets off of his cruise um, and stops living the rock star life, he does need to come over and defend that belt. Um, So it does look like evil's kind of in that picture. Um, I don't know. Zack Sabre might be in that picture as well. Mm -hmm. They're feuding a lot right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am going to go with a team that um, I'm, uh, you know, we've heard on the super J cast. We've heard on many other pods. Um, I want to see Suzuki tag with Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. And dominate. Can you imagine just a killer tag team tapping out and dropping people on their heads just all of 2019? I I want to see that tag so bad in New yeah. Japan. You know, it's crazy, too. Like, I, I love Suzuki. I love Suzuki the first time I saw that guy. Zack Sabre Jr. was an acquired taste for me, but I mean, I'm all on board for anything Zack Sabre Jr., especially if he's a winning belts, especially if he's tapping people out. Yeah, all four. there's a lot of debate on, on, on Zack Sabre. I see some people not really a fan, and I wonder if they've watched him this year because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you're right. It's an acquired taste. He's not... Um, 
he he fights a different style than everybody else essentially so mm-hmm. i i love his matches seeing him twist up any type of wrestler big small mm-hmm. it's just so fascinating to me to see that yeah it is and you know I, what the match that sold me on Zack Sabre Jr was actually his uh title match against Okada like was it Sakura Genesis is that where that match was um mm-hmm. Was it? I think that's what it was. Yeah, and that match I thought was just incredible. And from that moment forth, I'm just all the way in on him. Just love watching Zack Sabre Jr. wrestle now. I'll tell you, I'm really surprised that he hasn't had a belt yet, Zack Sabre yeah. Jr. in New Japan. He has the New Japan Cup, which you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can't believe they haven't put a belt on him. I, I think he's very deserving of it. Um, so, yeah, World Tag League is coming up November through December. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be like a month long. Um Kind of that, it's kind of a break between the big Tokyo Dome show. So it's kind of, uh, it's almost a filler, but I think it's it's going to be really packed full of some really big teams this year. So I'm mm-hmm. really, really excited for it. Um, so let's ask you another crazy question. Um, and this is a question that I've asked Jimmy Corderas um, in a previous interview that we had. Um, I've asked a professor on a previous interview that I had. And I'm going to ask you. Uh, mm-hmm. Is 2019 shaping up to be the next boom period of professional wrestling? And by that, I mean casual fans jumping on mm-hmm. board, watching weekly, Monday, Tuesdays. Um, what do you think about that? So I don't see how the momentum dies right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it would be you know, with all in. I mean, even though this is not a New Japan thing, right? This is just a world wrestling thing. Whatever the WWE does is whatever they do. That doesn't impact casual fans as much as we probably, you know, we probably think it does. Because casual fans, I'm thinking you're meeting people watching your New Japans, your Ring of Honors, or whatever promotion they want to get their teeth on. Um, I, I see that this independent scene is is growing a lot. And I, I do think that this was the beginning bo- of the boom. This 2018 was a baby boom. MSG, New Japan versus Ring of Honor that show's going to get a ton of casual fans because casual sports fans of any kind know just how big Madison Square Garden is. They know what that means. So why not jump in and watch wrestling in the most iconic American sports arena that exists, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, why not? Why not yeah. be bigger? Yeah, I think you make a good point as as how it's it's hard to see the momentum slow or stop at this point in time. Because you've already got WrestleMania weekend with GCW, DDT coming to New York, uh, mm-hmm. WXW from Germany uh, coming over. Uh, I mean, WrestleMania weekend is already filling up. And that's right. just insane to think and that there's enough space. And I think this is perfect to do it in New York. Mm-hmm. I think the timing of this with WWE being in New York for this you know, WrestleMania next year is great because that's a city that can can hold all of these venues and or promotions at all these venues. Um, I think there's enough space for it, so I'm really intrigued to see how many people have never seen DDT or have never right. seen WXW and, mm-hmm. and see some of these wrestlers perform. I think it's a, a huge positive for the pro for the sport of pro wrestling. And, and you haven't even mentioned that for the super hardcore fan, Joey Janela will put on some show somewhere, right? Yes, he is putting on a a party of sorts. So right. if you were a fan of the all-in um, antics that happened, mm-hmm. um, and you know what I'm talking about, he uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have a party during WrestleMania weekend. So um, yeah, just oh, just, you're talking about Joey Ryan. I'm I'm talking. Oh, about, I'm yes. Uh, the bad, bad boy, Joey Janela, because he does his shows and they, he follows. Right, WWE the spring break, uh, yeah. Uh, Janela, oh my God, I'm heartbroken that he um, had that nasty fall. That was just disgusting. Yeah. And and yeah. it's it's a cross-body move. I mean, it's not one of the most outrageous moves we've seen. Like, I saw mm-hmm. somebody do a flipping tombstone on a GIF yesterday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, so it, it's terrible to see mm-hmm. that. Um, quickly, what are your views on the Liv Morgan, Brie Bella ism kicks? <laughs> so, you say Brie Bella ism? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's perfect. <laughs> uh, so Kyle and I talked about this last night, and it, so it was an accident, right? Like it, she, there was no malice. There was she was not maliciously trying to knock out Brie Bella. No way, no way was she. Uh, or sorry, Brie Bella was not trying to knock out Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. But I do think that this is indicative of like why the diva era in WWE and in wrestling in general needs to go. It, it does. And I guess, you know, as soon as a week ago, I, I wasn't so much as like, you know, I don't want the Bellas there. I think they're fine. They can be there. They have a place in evolution. But after evolution, like if you're not a trained wrestler and you cannot control yourself enough to not make that bad of a mistake, like Brie kicked too quick. That's what happened. Liv had no chance to pull her head up. That was a botch, mm-hmm. yes, but it was a botch more on, you know, the strike than the person that's selling the move. And and to me, I it's it's just shameful and it's sad. I feel bad for her and I think the breed needs to stop wrestling. I Okay, so I don't watch WWE regularly, so I saw it on the Twitter timeline. It was just yeah. all over the place. Right. I my thoughts after watching it about a hundred times is um, initially it seems like I think they were both at fault a little bit and sure. that that sure. happens in pro wrestling you make little mistakes most of the time they're covered up and we don't know it as a viewer mm-hmm. um, this I, I, I worry about that second kick that she had and I mm-hmm. wonder about that and that's where I think that she has a problem in ring is that she didn't recognize her opponent um, eyes being glossed over. You know what I mean? Like right. with you being that close to her, you have the best view and the safety of her in your hands. And I think right. that that secondary kick could have been avoided. And I think that's where the additional, that's where the error actually was. I think, the initial kick that she lost consciousness or you know got woozy on was actually kind of both people's faults um, in a way because mm-hmm. it takes two to tango. Right, and I, it's right. definitely not just Bree. It's mm-hmm. definitely not just Liv. I think both had a part in it personally. So I I, I completely agree. And yeah, it's the second kick, and that's what I'm referencing too. Is that mm-hmm. second kick when clearly she's knocked out. I mean, she's clearly knocked out and. It's it's just strange to me that I, I don't know that I even saw Bree try to protect her after she realized that it happened. Like, you have to go on with the match. You have to. You're still yeah. selling. You're still selling. But it, it almost looked like she didn't do a whole lot to help her get to where she needed to go to get out of the ring and be safe. Um, and that's that's worrisome. It is worrisome. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. Um, let's let's get away from the WWE for a minute. Yeah. Let's talk about. I'm going to throw something at you. G1 Climax 2019. Mm-hmm. Right now, who are the two guys in the finals? Juice. I, I just, I don't know why. I just feel like Juice is getting, this is a little, like a temporary push for him, like a trial, see how he holds this belt and then mm-hmm. move on. Um, so let's go Juice and Zack Sabre Jr. Interesting. Okay. That would be a natural progression from the New Japan Cup to take the next most important, you know, tournament mm-hmm. competition. Mm-hmm. I think that's a smart pick. Um, I almost winced a little bit because I have decided I think Juice and Jay are going to take their, their rivalry to the next stage next year, the next level. Okay. So okay. I'm seeing Juice. I, I agree with you on the Juice. Um, he's untouchable, man. He just with the kids, with the crowd. Um, it's amazing. He is just amazing, and seeing that pure contrast against Jay, and just think about a few years ago, they were kind of in the same state, the same same level, mm-hmm. and they've both progressed to heights that I never thought they would be. And I think I'll see them in the G one next year, hopefully. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that's a pretty obvious pick for Juice to be in there in some capacity, right? Like, like you said, he's untouchable. His promo work is incredible. Probably leans a little too hard on cussing, but you know, Kevin Steen did it too when he was on the Indies, and you know, nobody bad to deny. But he's great in the ring. His character works unbelievable. Everyone buys into him. I 100% agree with you on on justifying why Juice should be 
I mean, go in the running for top guy. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to talk to Jay, talk about Jay for a second. I put out a tweet, I think yesterday saying how, and it was just kind of a teaser tweet. I kind of wanted to see people's reaction, um, Mm -hmm. saying that Jay is the ace and sure it's premature. I know that, but I kind of wanted to gauge the opinion of people. And I got a lot of people who liked it. A lot of people who agreed, but some people were very outspoken about his in ring work. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are a little off on that perception. Um, and I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I, I think he actually he's saving a good five years on his wrestling career by not doing outrageous death defying moves. He's right. actually very, very safe in the ring and very smart in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to add some li- some life to his to his wrestling career. Um, so where do you stand on the Jay, um, you know, future where he is now? Just what's your opinion on Jay White? So uh, we talked about Jay White yesterday too. Kyle and I are both big Jay White fans. And when I hear people say that they don't love him as much in the ring, I'm, I'm with you. He's more of not old school because he is still athletic and that's clear. But you can go back to matches like he's had a match with Adam Page and they did have some dangerous spots in that match. He, that match was great. That match was absolutely fantastic. Uh, we've had Jay White ver- at War of the Worlds. We had Jay White versus Punishment Martinez, and that match was fantastic. It's not very often that you see Jay White bad, but even if he's not great in the ring, what saves him is his character work to me has gotten so good from the beginning of this year absolutely. to now. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's, he's fantastic on the mic. Like that presser after Ghetto turned on Okada the other day was was great i mean it's quality work it's quality promo work you believe him and in my head jay white is jay white there is no no caving there that's who he is and it's so believable to me he's great he's great and and before um i don't know are you getting raided right now um Mm -mm. some sign okay keep waco wacko buddy (laughs) okay Keep it wacko. All right. Um, so about Jay, I just want to make a quick point that he's not, and this is going to be, I wonder what people are going to say to this. He's not a gaijin. He has always been a New Japan guy, came up through the dojo, started from mm-hmm. scratch. Mm-hmm. I don't see him as a gaijin. And I want to, I wonder how people would react to that statement. I think if you justify it that way by him coming up through the New Japan Dojo. So he was in the New Japan Dojo in Japan, though. We're not talking about, like, one of the L.A. Dojos. or cause the No, the happened. L.A. Dojo just kind of was created this past year under okay. the the, the uh, learnings of Shibata. So that's a brand new gotcha. uh, thing. Yeah, actually, to quick note, some of those Shibata, um, his first trainees are going to be on that Lion's Break um, oh, okay. Show. So we're going to see the first American um, taught New Japan guys pretty soon. So that's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. Um, I, I mean, I don't see why, if you justify it as him coming through up through the dojo, I mean, why not? Why, why not consider him just a Japanese wrestler? Yeah, I, I really, I genuinely see him as a complete product. Uh, purely of new japan yes he went to ring of honor but do we remember what his whole gimmick was ring of honor sucks at booking and that's why i'm not tuning in right now unfortunately yeah Um, i mean yeah ring of honor is wwe light i mean really it's just a smaller wwe they book pretty similar it's hideous so any talking about things that i can't stand right now is there a wrestler that you just you you respect you appreciate their work, but you just can't stand. So are we talking worldwide or are we talking anywhere, New Japan specific? Anywhere. That I respect but can't stand. I mean, the easy one's Roman Reigns, but I don't want to go there. That's fair. That's fair. The easy one's him. I mean, he's clearly talented. I'm just not a fan of his work. Um, I don't know that there is, honestly. I don't know that there's a wrestler that just absolutely bothers me that I still respect. Maybe the Bellas would probably be the the closest non-Roman Reigns. I mean, they're just still popular picks, but I mean, they're popular and you're gonna they're divisive characters. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bellas wrestled in a time 
when women's wrestling on a mainstream impacts knockout division has been great. Um, you've got Japanese women's wrestling has been great for a while. Women's wrestling's been evolved for years before WWE put their hands on it. But the Bellas were there in the spotlight when nobody else was there. So I respect them for that, but I just can't stand them. Yeah, I okay, that's completely fair because I do respect that what they've done for a lot of female fans who watch now because of their role as a diva, um, mm. but uh, never an in ring talent that I could care for. But my guy is Chucky T. I okay. I respect him and, and to an extent Beretta too. I I respect him, but I could care less. Like when I see a match of his, I just I tune out. Like I'm sure he fills a great spot. He's a comedy dude. He's very funny on Twitter, but mm-hmm. I don't care. Like it's just you know. And I'll speak for Kyle on this one just okay. because this is something that'll get you. It's a he's gonna get some heat, but it's not me, so I don't really care. I don't feel bad for him. <laughs> he does not like Nayato. Can't stand him. Okay, well, that's the end of the show, guys. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not a really? Nayato guy. He's okay. not, man. Um, he just doesn't see... I guess to him, Naya, he's more of a WWE Impact guy. Um, and I guess Nayato is his Roman Reigns for New Japan. He's just not into him. Well... If if Kenny Omega stays in New Japan through 2019, I think that Naito is going to be the worst off for it. So, do you think Kenny Omega is signed to a WWE deal or a New Japan deal next year? I think it's still New Japan. I think it's still too early for him to, to leave. Um, and, and the main reason I say that is... New Japan, they want to make him the face. We, we've all heard this. Last year, 2017, he re-signed, was supposed to be the face of the American expansion. So it didn't look like there was much of an American expansion for New Japan, but I think that's you can erase that now. I think that they clearly are making an effort to get their product known in the U.S., and they're not quite... You know, We've seen interviews now with Okada and, and Tanahashi. I don't think that they're completely aware of how many fans they have in the United States. Um I, I just I can't see Kenny going yet. I just can't. What about you? I I have been on the idea of him leaving. I was fairly convinced until the um, All In lead up uh, to that event and seeing the success that they had with Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks. I I am still a little on the fence, but I'm I'm very much leaning towards him staying. Um, and this being an ultimate final final year for him, because a great point that needs to be made is I if if Kenny were to show up either before or during WrestleMania weekend mm-hmm. under Vince's shadow, that would be a dagger to New Japan. I think that it's vital that Kenny is on board during that. G1 Supercard. I think it's vital to New mm-hmm. Japan's future and the expansion. And I am hoping that we have a Kenny Kota Golden Lovers match, Kenny versus Kota mm-hmm. at MSG. That's what I'm hoping for. And so, and that's another thing is I think that he will not leave until he gets that main event, until he gets that match. Even if it loses the title, doesn't have a title, whatever, until he gets that big spotlight match with Kota, uh, I'm completely on board with that. Uh, you know, I, I, we were at, I was at All In with my wife, and we went to the presser the night before, and they did ask Kenny, of course, if he was going to be at MSG. Um, did not ask him about WWE, interesting, but they uh, they asked him about it, and he did say that he intends to have a physical presence there. Ominous Kenny Omega answer, right? Like he mm-hmm. never commits one way or another. Um, I think it's important to him that he's part of this expansion and biggest show, biggest sports arena in the United States. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Don't see him leaving. Yeah, I don't see him now. I mean, maybe back in May or April, I would have thought it's it's for sure. And mm-hmm. I've, I'm backtracking on that right now. Um, 
uh, like I've said before in other discussions um, on Twitter and with other friends, I've I've I don't think it's a make or break deal for Kenny, but it would be a really really strong message if he wasn't around next year. Um, I think New Japan would survive just fine. Mm-hmm. I think it would be we have guys like Sonata, Evil, even Zack Saber Jr. Um, plenty of guys who can fill that role and take take that next step up, and Jay White, Juice. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, Kenny is the face of that expansion, and if they mm-hmm. lose it, uh, it's going to be a real big blow that would not be good timing. Right, and and the thing is, like you could use Okada maybe as the face of an American expansion because Okada's over in the states. He is. I mean, his the pop he got it all in was unreal i mean it wasn't that big one of the biggest ones of the night um and of course it was these are hardcore wrestling fans that watch new japan they watch you know all these places they've seen okada but okada is so fascinated with western culture that i just don't think new japan wants to play that game like let okada come over here get more american exposure and then him tango with leaving for wwe um and i think it's, i think you i agree with you it's pivotal that kenny is there for this big 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 show for Ring of Honor in New Japan. Yeah, I think that's I think that's uh, I think the ink is drying on that deal for at least <laughs> another year. Yeah. Um speaking of next year, I, th- I I gave you a preview of these questions and mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this a lot because we've got the Fox deal in WWE. We've got Triple H with a highly successful NXT program. Um we've got a Raw that, from my overall perception from outside, is is not as good as SmackDown. And you would think that one of these days, Vince is not going to be running the show. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be part of this generation uh, where things are going to be transitioning. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Triple H will have more of a role in running the main shows of Raw or SmackDown as early as next year? No. I I just, I can see Vince booking that promotion until he is in his deathbed. I just... <laughs> and beyond, just, probably. Yeah, I mean, you know, he they say his hands aren't even... You see different rumors depending on how much Meltzer you read about how involved you know he is Vince still has the same final say on everything and so you know the worst that's ever going to happen is all decisions run by him and he doesn't know who the roster is but still makes decisions it'll never be full control for Triple H until Vince is gone do you think it's going to get worse before it gets better I think they need it to get worse and I think they need it to get worse when it's on Fox before they realize that they're wasting some talent the problem is Smackdown isn't bad so Smackdown is good enough to keep really hardcore WWE fans that aren't wanting to see the shield show every Monday happy because all of our indie darlings get side and they put them on SmackDown. They put them all together. I want to make a point to um, DX Nack styles in the chat. He says SmackDown live will be the a show. Well, I agree with you um, as an outside viewer or outsider Mm -hmm. of WWE, but no, it won't because if Vince is running the show, um, it's not going to be SmackDown. It's he's he's going to turn that into Raw because that's his baby. Um, so uh, SmackDown Live might be the A show for quality or storytelling, but yeah, Raw is what's presented at business meetings. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mm-hmm. that's where the real money is. But I, I don't disagree with you fully. Um, in the chat, um, SmackDown is is excelling once again. Um. But Raw's Raw's the moneymaker for the right. entire company. You know well, I mean? Raw was his creation. Exactly. It's his creation of the first time ever that a you know wrestling promotion was presenting a live show every single week. Like that's that's his that's his baby. That's his brainchild. That's the first big thing he did taking over from his dad. Um, you can't blame him for wanting Raw to be it. He he created it. That was yeah. the original. Yeah. That's what made him his his millions. So. Um, so let's let's shift to this Sunday, New Japan's, uh, what is this fourth event in the United States this year? Um, it's it's crazy. We have Fighting Spirit Unleashed, 
Mm-hmm. And depending on where you lie on the debate, um, you may think it's oversaturation. You think uh, you may think the expansion is um, too Americanized. Um, you may think that there are too many events in one location. But just remember that the wrestling quality is going to be superb. Mm-hmm. And we need to have... I-, I think we need this. I think that the expansion needs to happen in the United Kingdom. Keep that up. Go to Australia. It needs to be a global expansion. And I kind of <clears throat> agree partially that let's not make it too Americanized. But I'm happy for it at the same time. Yeah. Um, I, go ahead. So, yeah. I And I wonder what people mean by Americanized. You know what? Like... I keep seeing people talk about Americanized, Americanized, and Okada and Tanahashi talking about it. But to me, coming and doing shows in America and showing talent that they that New Japan thinks will translate a little bit better in the States is is part of what you do when you do a global expansion, right? Like you want to present names that you think that the people that you're going to do this show outside of your native area are going to know. Um Every, everybody does that. That's a business move. So I, I'm just curious that the Americanized thing, I, it's not like we're going to get these stupid reality TV storylines. The ghetto's not going to book that. So we're still getting New Japan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, we're, we're in a new era mm-hmm. for <laughs> New Japan and ghetto. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I agree with some points of the Americanization because we're targeting California we mm-hmm. are not really putting a lot of promotion behind this show. We're mm-hmm. not um, releasing the full card <laughs> until about four days before. It's it just seems a little lackluster. But I don't. I hope that doesn't tune out anybody. I think it's going to be an exceptional card. Um, we have Kevin Kelly and Jim Ross, I believe, on the commentary. Um, yeah, because so- I could. I could leave Jim Ross. I'm not a huge fan of that. Nope. I, me either. Uh, I think he was just as culpable for the crap show as Josh Barnett was. I yep. don't think it was fully Josh Barnett, but if you listen to this podcast, Wilford Watches podcast, you know that I, I couldn't stand the Josh Barnett thing. It was unprofessional, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that Access TV made a move. I'm not happy that we're having to wait on delay for it. But luckily, it'll be on New Japan World. So, right. Um, speaking of that, Jen from our Discord server um, asked, "What are your thoughts for both of us on Jr. and Kevin Kelly being on the team?" Um, this subject. Let me see. Blah, 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 blah. Um, so, what's what's your thoughts on the new broadcast team? Um, Kevin Kelly's great. I, I I don't have anything to say about Jim Ross. Like Jim Ross at one point was a great commentator, but he clearly doesn't care about any of the like any of the not huge names from New Japan. Like he knows your Okadas, he knows Kenny Omega, he knows the Bucks, he knows the Bullet Club in general. But you can just tell that he either A doesn't care or B doesn't care to know the rest of the card. And it to me it it makes the product suffer, especially when we get English dubs with Dom Callis, who's great um it, well it, his it, focus it, it is kills. is more on impact at the moment sure and, sure and rocky romero is trying to lead a team so he's kind of busy um right. even though he did a great job um the new guy mark he's not terrible i don't think mm-hmm. i think he's just fine he actually if you go to his profile and you and you if, if you're nice enough to actually go look into him a little bit he actually mm-hmm. does dojo pro tv which is the ring of honor dojo he does a show on i think comedy central so he's a very well-rounded guy who does know about pro wrestling and i challenge anybody to go sit next to kevin kelly during a pay-per-view event and mm-hmm. and for your first show <laughs> and yeah. and be just as good as where I mean that's the level of expectation that to Kevin Kelly's point um, to his success that he's had. Um, but give the guy a break, guys. He's he's still getting the hang of it, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's my thought. I, I think that I think the Mark guy is going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, give him some more, you know, experience, and he'll be just fine because we can't have Don Callis all the time. We can't have Rocky Romero. Right. These are things we just have to deal with and, and just 
be open enough to accept it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's run through the card and get um, your quick ideas um, and predictions on the show. Um, so we're going to kick off with some American talent, mm-hmm. ACH, Funky Weapon Taguchi, and Jushin Thunder Liger are tagging against Sho, Yo, and Rocky Romero. I think it's going to be a really fun match. Um, I see Rapungi 3K taking the victory t- in that one. Yeah, I, I picked uh, Rapungi 3K yesterday, and I'm picking him again today. Um, Sho, Sho, Yo, and Rocky Romero are absolute delight to watch in the ring. So is ACH. It'll be a good match. I hope ACH comes over for the Junior Tag League, um, yeah. maybe with Flip. That's kind of what I was thinking. So I'm really hoping that uh, he comes over again for another tour. Um, next up, we have Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels, absolute legends mm-hmm. um, in American independent pro wrestling versus Chase Owens and Hangman Page. Who do you have in that one? You know, I would pick the Bullet Club if Chase Owens wasn't wasn't wrestling with Adam Page. So I'm going to go with uh, Kazarian and Daniels, The Addiction. I think that I agree with you on that. I think the addiction will take the win, but I am interested in that pairing of Chase Owens and Hangman Page, and I really mm-hmm. hope that that is a hint at a World Tag League um, participation. I'd like oh, to see a great team, right? I think that they would really complement each other very, very mm-hmm. well. Um, so and I could Chase Owens needs a push of some sort at some point, right? Like he's the forgotten Bullet Club guy. He has been so loyal to the Bullet Club. I mean, right. he was just kind of an extra spare guy, and he has elevated himself um, mm-hmm. to a very important role. Uh, he is on the case, man. Yeah, and Chase is always on the case. He is on the case. <laughs> he was the first crown jewel, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so we have Flip Gordon, uh, Chris Saban, and Jeff Cobb. Um, versus Chucky e. T, Beretta, and Hiroki Goto. Yeah, I can't pick best friends to ever win anything. I'm going to go with the ROH guys. <laughs> okay. I think Jeff Cobb gets the pinfall over yeah. probably Chucky e. T because I can't stand him. Um, but I think Cobb and Goto is an interesting pairing. I'd love mm-hmm. to see them lock up. So that's going to be fun. All right. So we have on the next one is Killer Elite Squad. Davey Boy Smith, Lance Archer, and Zack Sabre Jr. taking on Sonata, Evil, and Naito. So when I picked these guys, I picked Killer Elite Squad and Zack Sabre Jr., and I was raving last night about the fact that they teamed these three dudes up because I just saw Killer Elite Squad live when I watched ROH in uh, Dallas a little bit ago, like uh, back in June. Those guys are freaking unreal good live. Unreal good live. Uh, that's my pick. Uh, it's tough to see Naito taking any kind of loss. I know mm-hmm. it's a six-man tag, but I think that uh, after that Suzuki victory, uh, he's on a really big upswing, and I think he's going to be red hot by the time we get to the new beginning shows, um, Tokyo Dome. Uh, maybe maybe he'll have something to do with the Chris Jericho storyline at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm not sure, yeah. but I think his way is like his his stock value is just going straight up after that G1 disappointment. Yeah, so, but they they love doing nothing more than killing a, a Naito push uh, push lately. It feels like, but there's nothing more that Gato loves is a comeback story. True. So, that, yeah, yeah. I, I'm hoping that Gato puts down. Naito in some in in a very big storyline next year mm-hmm. where he's just untouchable. Um, let's see. So we have Kushida tagging with Hiroshi Tanahashi, and for the first time we'll see Gato tag teaming with Jay White. So for me, this is the only ma- the only like match on the card that was pretty easily predictable, right? Like, there's no way Jay White and Gato are using their first match together. No way. Can't be. Like, not a chance. Now, I saw somebody reply to me on Twitter how it would be funny that Gato gets a pinfall over Tanahashi in oh, some fashion. No. I don't see that happening, <laughs> no. but I would be in stitches if 
if that were to happen oh my gosh can you imagine gato just starting to put himself over uh, he, he just becomes a japanese triple h it would be really funny though it, Maybe it would be if it was just for like a couple weeks i i would love that um but i wonder <laughs> if the booking is going to reflect gato's new you know personality i wonder if there's any correlation to that is he that meta though because he that meta with booking that he would do that because i never felt i never felt like okada won all the time because uh gato was his his guy i just felt like that was the face of japan for them well longest reigning title you know holder um there's a lot of things that you could argue against that it was right um but yeah i mean i don't think he's that (laughs) petty in real life but yeah i think it would be hilarious um in front of that southern california crowd to pin tanahashi um so i thought that was pretty funny um Mm -hmm. i love send send us your your crazy fantasy booking ideas um because it's it's really fun to think Mm -hmm. so so on the destruction in kobe show we had um Kushida defeat Bushi in mm-hmm. the other semifinal of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship tournament. This next match is Will Ospreay and Marty Skrull. A classic British uh, rivalry is renewed. Mm-hmm. I'm saying Ospreay wins and he goes and gets the belt. I, I am exactly with you. There's no way Marty is getting only signed through ROH through April. And is probably gone after April. I mean, they're not going to spend a lot of time building his character up when he's probably gone with his girlfriend at NXT, right? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, if you don't know, Diana Perazzo and Marty Skrull are real life, you know, things. Um, Diana Perazzo is freaking amazing. Um, she is. So Marty and NXT, I could totally see that happening. Yeah, totally yeah. see that. Um, and Osprey, I mean, he held the belt so well. Why not just put it right back on him now that uh, Takahashi get better soon? Now that he's you know injured and can't hold the belt anymore, might as well just get it right back on a guy that held it great. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I think Osprey will win that. So we have the Young Bucks defending their tag team titles. If you are watching or listening, yeah, um, they are still the tag champions. They've been kind of uh, <laughs> not on TV lately. Um, mm-hmm. They will be challenging Gorillas of Destiny, Tangaloa and Tamatonga. Um, this is the second match, or I'm sorry, the third match to the main event. I don't see the belt changing. I think the Young Bucks will hold it, and the next time we'll see the Young Bucks will be at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, awaiting a winner of the World Tag League, I think they're going to put that belt on on the belts on ice again. Uh, I actually have God winning. Really, I, I okay. do think you know that's uh, America was the site of the turn. Um, so why not go ahead and build off of that? And America was the site where you know God continued to the firing squad continues to take stuff from the Bullet Club from the elite and take those belts, especially with Young Bucks not going to be involved in the World Tag League. I think you need to put it on G.O.D. I think they need to have the belts. So you think that this G.O.D., uh, O.G.B.C., whatever, um, LOL, this whole storyline is uh, is more of just an American soil kind of thing? I mean, I, I don't think it's necessarily more of an American soil. I just think it will be an effective way to promote New Japan on American soil. I can't stand Tamatonga. Um, and I have zero respect for him. So, um, I, <laughs> I don't know. Um, we can get into a whole conversation about his, um, very derogative things that he said and did during the G1, but, um, yeah. So I- I'm going to stick with the Young Bucks. I'm not going to go off on a tangent here. Um, we'll save that. Uh, if, if you ever have me on your pod, we'll, we'll go yeah. off on it. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll put the sensors uh, asleep and uh, we'll, we'll talk. There you um, go. Young Bucks are going to take it, I think. And uh, this is an interesting match. The current NWA World's Champion, Cody Rhodes, and Juice Robinson for the IWGP US title. Um, Juice is going to win, and I really mm-hmm. wonder why Cody is in this. 
Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's another thing I don't I don't understand either is why Cody's in this match. I mean, it, I don't even know what the build to this is really. I do like the pairing, and I think it's going to be a good match. Juice is going to win, but. I mean, but why is it just to have Cody in a title the title match? So he's in a semi-main because he's a known American star. That's I just don't understand it either. I don't understand it, and I I don't want to see a, a swerve of Cody taking the belts. I I don't think that that would be smart for New Japan. Uh, Juice has a lot of unfinished business right now. He's got a lot of people that pinned him during the G one. And like you said, I have no logic. There's no logic involved. Why Cody just showed up on the G1 finals and held the belt over his head. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's very WWE booking, actually. It is, but you know, Mr. Warren Hayes just said in the chat that this does give Juice a credible win. Which that I mean, I would take that as an acceptable reason for this booking is to give him a, a win over a big name. So. Mr. Warren Hayes, let me just address that situation. We uh, we had a, uh, a fantasy mega draft, mm-hmm. and Mr. Warren Hayes, who is Canadian, has a great YouTube show, guys. Um, he yes. recaps WWE, Raw, and SmackDown. Fantastic stuff. But he failed to choose any Canadians in his fantasy <laughs> draft. <laughs> And I have penned a letter to uh, Justin Trudeau, uh, the Canadian leader, prime minister, whatever you guys call him, um, about this injustice. Uh, So, Warren, expect a letter or a visit uh, shortly. Just letting you know, bud. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised he forgot Canadians. I picked Jericho. I picked Kevin Owens. Um, I, I couldn't, he picked RoboCop and Sting. So you can oh tell, gosh. you can tell how much he, uh, cared about that. So. Wow. A fantasy mega draft. He didn't even take Kenny Omega. Like he the, didn't, you know, you know actually nobody, right nobody picked Kenny Omega. Interesting. Really? And if you go to Jaded Noise Media on the YouTube, we have the video of us live streaming that draft and it was absolute mayhem. Um, I ended up picking Bastion Booger, so <laughs> things got out of hand pretty quickly there. <laughs> so this match could be very well out of hand. Mm-hmm. A broken, distraught, depressed emo Okada and Ishii taking on the Golden Lovers, Ibushi and Omega. Why is this the main event? Why are we seeing this, and are we going to see a lot of shenanigans at the end of this match? So we're definitely seeing this because this is, and this is where I can get people being upset about you know Americanizing New Japan. This is made. This match was completely made for American crowds because American crowds know Okada, American crowds know Omega. They know they've had a great feud, and then why not put in a tag match so you protect the one-on-one feud? But I don't really want to see Kenny and Okada ever in tag matches against each other. Ever. I only want the one-on-one and only, you know, protected like it has been. It's just how I, I feel about that. I, I honestly, I don't know who I would... Uh, hold on. Warren, uh, Slander, I picked the Golden Lovers. Oh, he. I think he made a late last-ditch effort to redeem his Canadian-ness, uh-huh. um, which I'm not buying. Um, so for this match, <laughs> I, I, I really don't know who's going to win. I think there's going to be some shenanigans at the end of the match, and um, we see Gato and Jay mm-hmm. standing tall again. Um, you, think, you think Jay White just goes after all of them in the ring? Go after? I mean, why not? Those are big names to take down. So... I'll say Ishii was, I believe, one of the original Chaos guys. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see where Ishii and Goto land in this um, Civil War kind of deal. Um, I'm really curious. I think we're going to see some guys fall into factions or like in a dark Chaos, light Chaos. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm interested to see if Ishii might look to the dark side and might be siding with Jay. So I see Okada getting actually worse off before it gets better. Yeah, I think that's where they're going with Okada. Is this is the like a great storyline? Okada was at the very top, and now slowly but surely, he's you know, like you said, he's now emo. He loves the color <laughs> red. He loves red balloons, and it was the Rainmaker only for All In, and then that went away again. Um, so yeah, I think that's the story now. Is that it's going to Okada losing everything? I think you're right on. And Ishii looks like a heel anyway. Yeah, his his mannerisms and characteristics is like mm-hmm. the uncle who will like shoot wrestle you. Mm-hmm. Um, he will beat you up. Um, so I could see him aligning with Jay or Gato. Or, I don't think Goto is gonna fall in that role. Mm-hmm. I'm actually wearing a Hiroki Goto shirt right now. Nice. I I don't want him to be part of a dark chaos. I want him to stay with. Um, Yano, stay with the good guys, please, Goto. Uh, I think he he symbolizes that that fierce warrior presence, and I don't want to see him change. Um, a couple years ago, actually, I was thinking before Sonata came into Los Ingobernables, I thought that Goto would be a good fit at that time because he was really suffering. He yeah. was losing to Shinsuke all the time. He was trying out a white war paint. It wasn't working. Um, and, uh, you know, but I think it's too late. I think the time passed on that. So yeah. I don't want to see him flip at this point. So do you think Los Ingobernables are bringing in anybody new? There's been a lot of talk about that. Uh, I mean, I, I just don't know who it would be. That's the thing. Like, I think they need to, especially like Takahashi being absent while he's injured is a pretty big hole for that faction. Um, I would, I mean, I think that's a massive hole for that faction. Not even just, you know, not even just in kayfabe, like they have one big star missing. Like, it makes the faction seem a little, a little weaker. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I know who would replace him. Goto, I guess, like you said, would not work now. Um, I don't know. I don't know who it would be. Do you have any thoughts on who it could be? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, I do have the perfect idea. And if you follow okay. me on Twitter at NJPWUS or at Wilford Watches on Twitter, you'll know exactly where I'm going with this. Um, Dragon Lee is the perfect <clears throat> addition. His brother is Roosh from the Mexican Los Ingobernables. He is an original guy. His brother is an original. Mm. He has a lot of the same mannerisms of um, the Los guys. He is friends with Bushi. He is like a lifelong BFF with Hiromu. Regardless of the injury at Dragon Lee's hands, mm-hmm. I think both people played a little role in it, more so Dragon Lee. They're best friends, and it wasn't something that he right. wanted to do. There's, right. there's, he, he probably felt worse than anybody those mm-hmm. days afterwards and to see some death threats on twitter about it made me physically sick because dragon lee and hiromu are best buds they care right. about each other they're family essentially right. um dragon lee took hiromu's mask back in cmll there's a very very long storyline with that and i think it would be only appropriate to have dragon lee come over and team with Bushi in the Junior Tag League. I'm really, really hoping that that works out. Yeah, I, I would love, not even just because it makes sense booking-wise, but just Dragon Lee is such a delight to watch wrestle, and so is so yeah. is Bushi. So why not have him? I mean, that, it'd be insanity and crazy risky spots, I'm sure. But um, I, I can't believe, I guess I'm on a different section of Twitter than you are, because I didn't see death threats to Dragon Lee. So I'm going to stay in my corner of Twitter. I'm staying away from yours. <laughs> yeah, please do. Because there was initially a couple of tweets where people um, were not very kind in their... their uh, much like we saw on Monday with, with the talk about Brie. I mean, it wasn't yeah. that extreme, but they were yeah. absolutely burying her. And it's not fair. Um, right. We're very reactionary society and we mm-hmm. have a global platform on our cell phones. So 
um, things can get out of hand really quickly. And I think Dragon Lee would be a great fit personally. Um, yeah. yeah. But there's always that that looming Neville discussion. So true. Who knows, true. man? It's exciting. Um, yeah. I never get those death. I never see the death threats, man. The only thing that happens to me if I complain about Rogue Range of Shield too much, I get some DMs and some blocks. But no, oh, no yeah, death don't. threats to wrestlers in my reading. Don't get me started on uh, blocks. Um, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's put a pin in this until we chat later. Hopefully, yeah. Um, let's let's see. So you can find me at Wilford Watches. Um, I tweet regularly. I model my tweets after Smart to Death because they're so nice. They're so cool. Got all the links <laughs> right there. Got a cool image, cool graphic. So thank you. I model that after your social media game, which is tops. Um, follow me at Wilford Watches, at NJPWUS. I will throw a link shortly to our Discord server where you can join and have a fun conversation with friends. We have, um, hold on one second. Let me see. Uh, we have an episode coming up this Sunday where I'm going to be talking about the dojo system. Um, I'm going to be discussing the character building of basically off of a blank slate of a wrestler. And I think that in New Japan does it perfectly. Um, so I'm going to talk about that. We have... A King of Pro Wrestling preview show with a friend of mine, Monroe. Um, I have a special guest that next weekend of the 7th and 8th, which I'm not going to tell you about just yet. Um, we're going to go over the Junior Tag League on the 11th with Miriam. She, You can follow her at Flame286. Um, and lots of really cool things coming up for Wilford Watches. Um, if you sub to me, you have to sub to Smart to Death. Fabulous conversation, loads of content. Where can we find you? Yeah, so you guys can – the easiest way to say it is type in at Smart to Death on whatever your preferred social medium is, and we're there. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we do our live streams. Like this episode was live streamed. If you want to see uh, just my face talking to the Wilford Watches logo, <laughs> uh, that is on YouTube.com slash Smart to Death. We're on Twitch. We're on Mixer. We're on Periscope. Um, we, I will actually have not announced this on my own show yet, but I'll do it on yours, man. All right. Um, so I, we're, we're setting up to interview someone that was actually a participant in the over budget battle Royale at all. There Um, were some awesome names in that. They're worse there. Uh, so we've had one of them and flip Gordon. So we're, you're working on trying to get some other guys, but, um, yeah, this was a blast. And if you guys are coming over from smart to death, please listen to Wilford watches. Uh, we don't get to spend as much time, nor do we have as much knowledge about New Japan as, as he does. Um, so if, if that's your preferred wrestling promotion, that's amazing. Um, and, and check it out. If you want more in-depth than what Kyle and I can give you, this is where to go. Hey, thank you for the kind words. We we all love pro wrestling. There is enough space for everybody at the table to talk Absolutely. about pro wrestling. Um, there is no hate in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, if you bring that onto our Twitter or our websites, we're just going to not listen to that. So join the discussion in a respectful manner. Um, thank you so much for joining. Thanks for streaming this live, Anthony. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, man. Um, thanks for everybody who's jumped into the chat and participated, except for Warren. Um, <laughs> he was <laughs> me. He told, told you to. <laughs> Uh, go somewhere. Yeah. He uh, double hockey sticks. Um, well, I'll tell you <laughs> that I, yeah, I'm not going to get political. But Warren, I love you. I'm just kidding. Um, check out Warren Hayes. He's a good guy. Um, yeah, so thanks absolutely. for joining, Anthony. I really appreciate it. We will speak soon, hopefully. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. And just so you know, buddy, this is the first time, and Warren can vouch for it, I've never done a podcast without dropping an F-bomb. So that was just for you. Absolutely splendid. Um, I will have to send you um, a Whataburger gift card. All right. Um, so you can grab a number, let me guess, a number four. There you go. All right. It got to be jalapeno. Uh, That's what I'm talking burger, about, right? man. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Take care.
Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team Ford always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 response unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team Ford always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you.